Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Hi, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. I um, I basically pack two boxes a day. I'm moving soon, but I'm not really home. And I can't really motivate myself. I like, just so, just so we're clear, I'm sure there's a smart way of packing, but I just kind of pick anything that's near me. And then I just label a box, like some t-shirts, a purse, medicine, hair products, and it's a bathroom, <laughs> bedroom, desk box. <laughs> Is that what happened? Like you get, you start by being so meticulous when you're packing and then you just end up throwing shit in trash bags. Like, fuck it. It'll get over yeah. there. I don't need to know what's in it. Yeah. And I'll know pretty quickly if I was meant to open it. Eventually you have to open all boxes. So who really gives a shit? I know it's helpful to put it in certain rooms, but I'm in, I'm in Brooklyn. There's one room. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of like, it's a room. There's like, yeah, there's no space. I live in a yeah. bedroom. <laughs> um, I always think that's so funny because I got a lot of my boxes from my friend's parents. I was upstate with her and she was like, oh, they just moved and she went boxes. So I broke them all down. So I'm looking at how they labeled it. They have stickers that say kitchen. It says fragile everywhere. <laughs> Everything's labeled. And I was like, oh man, I'm still wanting to be an adult. Like even packing, I pack like a call. I remember going from dorm to dorm. I was in a dorm freshman year and then I did a summer internship. So I had to go to another dorm for um, the summer. And, you know, I didn't have that much stuff. There was nobody around. So I just got like a, like this kind of like bucket or something with wheels. And I just wheeled yeah. my stuff in Manhattan, like yeah, five blocks, 10 blocks. And it was yeah. just like, this is me, this is me moving. And then now it's like, I don't have that much stuff comparatively, but I am a little bit like, do I even need to take this stuff? It's just a bunch of purses I don't use that are in a drawer that I organized oh, one. I get rid of so much stuff when I'm moving. I'm just like, I don't need these old photo albums of my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit better. Like books are, I'm getting better at letting books go because like my dad gifts me a lot of books, which I like. I like getting books as a gift, but like they're just, he's gifting me books of who I was 20 years ago. And I'm like, I, I don't really want to read about Carol Burnett. Like, I'm just not gonna, like, yeah. I get that she was like a legend in like the sketch comedy world, but like, like 15 year old Liz would have been like anybody that does comedy. Whatever. And now I'm just like, I don't think I liked what she did. Like, I'm not saying she's not talented, <laughs> but I just, don't, I don't want to learn about a woman. I barely took in her, her talent, let alone when I did, I was like, she seems like she's overacting a lot. Let's <laughs> like, <laughs> so I just have a stack of books that I'm going to probably, you know, try to get money from or donate to the strand that are books my dad gave me that every year I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I'm never going to read this. Like, I'm just not yeah. that person anymore. So books I've gotten better at getting rid of, especially because they're heavy, but like clothes are so hard because you're like, ah, whatever. You just put it, hang out with my other clothes. Also, I assume I have all these tank tops that I used to wear. God knows, like 10 years ago, still fit but I just, I'm not that person anymore, but also it's just a plain tank top. Why would you get rid of a plain tank top? Because so like, when was the last time you wore them? Like five years ago. Get rid of them. I can't. Yes, you can. Because what if fashion comes back around and a plain tank, everybody's like the new you hot are, You are like a tops. broken clock with fashion. <laughs> a broken clock's always right at least like twice a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true though, because the truth of the matter is, so, okay. I was showing you that red skirt. It's like a pencil skirt and it's like kind of just made of like almost sweatshirt material, but like not, it's just like stretchy plain fabric from when American apparel was a thing. I bought it. I might've worn it twice, but I just didn't know how to style it. And then that look is kind of coming back and I now know how to style it. So I've been wearing it a lot more, but there was a 10 year gap where I didn't wear it. And I was like, and now I'm glad I have it. I even gave you the black version of it. And I had a moment where I was like, crap, I gave the black, I could have 
had two. Oh, I loved that of- skirt. Yeah, I wore it a lot. Is that, is I it lost gone? it. I don't know God where it is. Damn it, Maria! <laughs> <laughs> I trusted you with that thing I gave you. I don't um, know where it is. It's fine. If you find it, we'll do. Some I won't find here. it. I promise. Okay, like I've moved <laughs> so much. It's gone. Stuff I liked and wore, I've gone. I don't know. I don't know where anything I, it's, is. It's actually a gift, and I'm I'm quite in awe of it. Um, <laughs> it's a real gift. But but like so, and what's even weirder is you know me. I've I solidified my fashion sense in the '90s, and I've just tried to not grow so that I can st- keep wearing it. And I've just been out of fashion for ten years. But now '90s is coming back around, and like a even, broken clock, I'm like I'm in, baby. Up. I'm I hit. know it's so infuriating. Even like your middle part, like which is driving me crazy for years. I'm like, just part it to the side if you want some volume. And like that's back in fashion, the middle part. So it's just like, yeah. damn it. <laughs> you just gotta wait, guys. Just pick an idea and wait. I would say the same thing with my stand-up. I like picked I picked an idea and we're just gonna wait until people care about it. My cat jokes have been waiting for the internet. They've been waiting yes, for the internet to discover my cat jokes. But even, I would say that even with my special, like the thing that's doing the best online is from eight years ago. Like, it's so funny to me where I'm just like, I'm before my time. I'm just saying it with everything. Yeah. Well, I can see now how you're going to keep those tank tops forever. But <laughs> yeah, no. Eventually, <laughs> you know, your, your, your niece will one day be like, oh my God, Aunt Liz, this is so cool. Can I wear it? So vintage. So vintage. So vintage. So vintage. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah, I got it at Target 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised like, Target. it doesn't disintegrate as soon as you touch it. <laughs> um, should we get into announcements? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you to all our patrons, uh, people that support us. We are beyond grateful. Um, uh, if you don't know, you can get early access to episodes. You can get weekly bonus episodes. You can get monthly bonus episodes. You can get stickers. You can get a signed book. You can control our Googles. You can be a Google guest. You can get uh, me and Maria's stand up. There's so many fun options. Um, and uh, we appreciate everybody that supports us. But uh, if you haven't, as for as little as three dollars a month you can um help us buy new clothes i don't know that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and follow us on the socials you can follow us on twitter facebook and youtube at two non-doctors the number two full word doctors or on instagram at two non-drs <laughs> oh, oh. oh you're right there you know i've been eating soup and i made it i made chicken soup with quinoa uh-huh and quinoa is going to kill me because <laughs> like I like inhale, like I literally inhale when I'm eating yeah, and then the quinoa will go into the wrong and I'll be like, oh, like choking on quinoa because they're little tiny little granules. Um, I'm sorry. And if you have a moment and you feel like leaving us a rate and review, uh, please do that. That um, helps us be seen. It helps us feel great. We, we share it on our socials. We get really excited. So and thank you to everyone who's left kind reviews so far. Um, yeah. And I think at this point, uh, it's still, you still have time to buy tickets for my live album recording at the Bill Murray in London on August 30th. And then you can get tickets. There's two links at the top of my website, mariashahada.com for the 6 PM show or the 8 PM show. Tickets are eight pounds in advance, 10 at the door. And, um, yeah, I really need an audience. So if you're in London or around London and can come and you can tell all your friends August 30th and Monday, but it is a bank holiday. Um, please come out. I need you. (laughs) The poor Maria. She's so funny. Um, and I'm touring. Um, this is coming out in August. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm not doing much in August. I'm moving. I got some corporate gigs, but September I'm all over Texas. Um, Oklahoma city, Sunnyvale, California, um, so all my, my info is at lizmealy.com. Fan mail? Fan mail. Fan mail, fan mail. Okay. This is from Aaron. He says, Hey Liz, I wanted to once again, personally, thank you for the show you put on at brokerage on Friday. Thanks for coming out. Um, it was the first time at a comedy show since COVID and this experience was so cool. Oh, that makes me so happy. I actually noticed like more and more, it's like I'm people's first adventure into the real world. Post You're the gateway comic. I know. I feel so good. Pretty soon they're going to be listening to Joe Rogan and doing DMT. (laughs) (laughs) That's the influence I want to have. Um, (laughs) In addition, as someone who has listened to you talk about your struggles, it is so refreshing to hear someone 
like you speak with such candor. It has made me feel less alone in my mental health struggles, which is such a which is such a relief. For example, just today I listened to you on um, she does stand up too, and the segment about you realizing that comedy was your toxic boyfriend was so profound and deeply inspiring. Uh, we even talked about mental health on Friday when you signed my book. Oh, this is great. And listening to you on on the podcast and in various interviews, it's um, obvious that you are well read. This is this has always intrigued me because you have spoken at length about your struggles with dyslexia. And as someone who does not have dyslexia, dyslexia, I was wondering, do you enjoy reading now that you've presumably have more skills and experiences dealing with dyslexia or is it still a struggle for you? Um, honestly, I'm like 50 50 on that. Like I, I do read a fair amount, although it's slowed down with touring in the last couple of years and um, just being really tired. So like just reading in general makes me more tired than the average person. And then when I'm already tired, I mean, I'm not joking. I'll pick up a book, read a paragraph and like pass out. Like, so I think in some ways I get really frustrated with my brain where I want to be reading. Like I'm writing a script right now and I was reading this, um, this book. Uh, historical book to kind of help me write this script. And it took me, my mom read the book in three days and it took me like three weeks and I was reading it in all my spare time and really like trying hard to read it quickly. And I just couldn't. And so I think I do have more skills and I can read with more retention and maybe a little bit faster than I did when I was younger. But at the same time, I actually read slower and less than I did even a couple of years ago because I am not just busy, but I'm literally physically tired and reading itself makes me tired. And I went from somebody that used to read honestly 20 to 25 books a year to somebody that reads like five. And so I've been trying to change that. But what really happens is um, I'm like, I'm in the middle of a book right now that I just it's good enough, but I, I do want to finish it because I think it has value, but it's, it's taken me almost two months to finish it. And I find myself a little sad where my other book friends will be like, what are you reading? I'm like the book you asked me if I was reading last time. Like, like I always love asking my mom what she's reading. Cause every week it's a new book and she tells me about it, but like I'm nine books behind on what I want to do. And if I'm being honest, you know, my roommate gives me these suggestions. It might take me a whole year to, get to this list that he's done in a couple of weeks. And I think I'm mostly just kind of frustrated with my brain. And my dad's always telling me, my dad's constantly reading and he's dyslexic, but he, he goes between reading and audiobooks. And I just can't, I, I really do think this podcast made me realize I have ADHD because I just, I'm, I don't focus as well when I'm trying to learn with audio. Like I need to actually weirdly have the struggle to take in. Yeah, but I don't think that's the ADHD quality. Cause I can't, some people just learn better visually than they do over audio. I listen to audiobooks. I don't take in anything. Okay. That makes me feel better. Honestly, I really, I always suggest them, especially when like dyslexic people write, like, uh, write in and ask me, I go the dyslexic advantage changed my life. If reading is hard, go listen to the audiobook. But if I'm being truthful, I read the book. It took me longer but I was able to retain the information and I, but I am such a visual learner. And that's what I actually learned from the dyslexia dyslexic advantage is how important visual learning is to my, just my growth in general. And that's a hundred percent how I learn. So to the point where like, I don't know, is your dad like this where you'll be like, Hey dad, where's that? Remember that store in town? Where is that? What street is that on? And he doesn't just tell you the street. He like, tells you how to get there. He's like, you're going to make a left at that light. And when you see the X on, you're going to make a U-turn. And I'm like, just give me the address. Like I have a phone. Like I don't like why? Like, and then my dad's like writing on a napkin and he's like, okay, you're going to see a tree when you see that. Tree. Not the, my dad oh. would just be driving me there. <laughs> <laughs> my dad is the, like, and I do appreciate that he like draws a map, but like I, whenever someone's giving me verbal directions, I just zone out because I'm going to put it in my phone. I don't even do, oh, and you know this from driving with me. I don't even do the auditory, you know, when there's like, make a left, like I look at it and I know that's dangerous, but I'm pretty good at looking at my map. No, I don't like the person because it interrupts the music. Interrupts the music. And I'm, I just don't, I'm like, did she say exit 24? I'm going to have to look anyway. Like I'm a shitty listener. Mm. So I, I do feel like in some ways my reading as somebody that reads a lot more, if anything, my writing has gotten better as somebody that reads it's like, and that's what the advice they give you. If you want to be a writer, you need to be a reader. I think my writing has gotten better because of all the reading. I think 
yes, I still make spelling mistakes and still things are a struggle, but because I take in so much information reading, things do accidentally just get better, but I, it's always going to be a struggle. I think the biggest thing is just being tired, which I don't know if that's ever going to go away because once you're an adult, you're always tired. I was tired during yeah, the pandemic when I didn't that. have a job. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, when I, if you take away literally everything I have to do and I'm still like, I can't believe I have to go to the living room to do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm always, I was tired Wrong. when I had nothing to do this year or yeah, uh, last year, whatever. But right. um, thank you. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate you. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for supporting my cat book. Thanks for supporting Tune on Doctors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Google's. Yes. My, I'll go first. Mine's boring. Okay. But I, I was um, ordering food and there's always the sticky rice option when you order like Asian food. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, what, what is this sticky rice? Um, and is it more caloric than regular white rice? And uh, so it was really hard to find calories. I don't know why like calories have just stopped being a thing. I think it said 170 calories per cup of sticky rice. And then white rice is like 200 calories per cup. There's two separate websites. So I don't know. So I think it is less calories. I just don't see how basically sticky rice is like glutinous rice, but there's no gluten in it. It's just like really starchy rice. It's sort of like the same rice. I think you would make risotto like it's a similar sort of like short grain clear rice so is it a, literally just a different type of rice the way that wheat has different wheat strains yes and uh, it's a different type of rice and so it gets stickier so they'll use it for sushi rice that's the other name for it is sushi rice oh. so it's not just like you can't just like make white rice and then like make it into a sushi oh i didn't know that you have to have special sushi rice Oh, because I do know there's a lot of dessert rice that's usually sticky rice, like mango that's, sticky it's rice. It's the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it is worse for you because it has a high, a high glycemic index or whatever. So okay, it like absorbs sweeter. into your bloodstream. Well, mango sticky rice is sweeter. It's not necessarily okay. sweeter unless you add sugar, but okay. it is, I think it is carbier. So it'll it sticks absorb to your insides, your... right? It's sticky. Well, it's, it's, it's not what's happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that person saying about pseudoscience? Yeah. <laughs> um okay. so i guess if you have options but i i ordered the sticky rice and honestly i didn't want it with what i was eating i think i was having like green curry and i think i just wanted the white right rice but i tried it and um, mango sticky rice though mm, is amazing and delicious really good dessert well i learned something from your google and that's really what we're here for yeah um mine's silly okay it might be boring but mine's silly um <laughs> I want an, another tattoo. I've wanted another tattoo for a while, but I only have two, by the way, but they're all words. I have the word courage on my back. I have, I've made the, the phrase let go into one word because I'm dyslexic. Um, <laughs> I've decided this one word on my arm, but I, I, wanted, I wanted to just get pretty flowers. So I'm always just kind of looking and saving. And, and me and em, Emmy has, a, my sister has a bunch of tattoos. So, you know, we're always showing each other stuff. But I saw this really beautiful tattoo of like these like very thin lines flowers and they kind of overlapped whereas one that was black outlined and the other one was white ink outlined. And I sent it to Emmy and she goes, don't get white ink. It'll just disappear. And I go, what? That's what I liked about it. And she's like, no, you're white. It's going to disappear. And I was like, well, I have olive skin. And I, she's like, shut up. And I was like, okay, trying to go prove my sister wrong. And she is right. And it's very upsetting. So um, does white... <laughs> does white tattoo ink fade away? And basically these are the problems with white tattoo ink. White ink is thicker and it makes making clean lines longer. So almost all the pictures you see of white ink is right after the tattoo was done. And it's funny, mm. as soon as I read that, I looked at the things I saved and you can see the redness behind them. And I was like, oh, they're right. So you actually don't know how it's gonna look after it heals. So of course it looks nice post you know, tattoo, but once it heals, it, it, it could get sloppy. And these are really thin. And what I want is like a thin um, flower. So um, just, it just makes clean lines harder. It says white ink will fade quicker. So basically um, all tattoos fade, but because um, of sunlight and it being a lighter uh, ink, it's just going to fade faster. So that's just facts. And then um, they say they're really unpredictable. So not know you won't know how it's going to heal. Um, and then the natural skin, uh, the skin tone can actually distort the white color. So a lot of times after it heals, it could look yellow, it could look beige, or it could just look like a stain. 
So it literally could just heal and look disgusting. And then, um, oh, and then of course, if you're using it to shade and stuff, it can get distorted and it can bleed into the other colors. And now you got some kind of pollocky gross mess. So this Google really made me know that I will not be getting any kind of white ink. Yeah, it's a shame about that because I've always liked the white ink look too. It, but... it looks beautiful. Although I've seen the same thing with, with red and um, and black. So now the next one is is red fady. Okay, yeah. Um, and then, because I, I remember I was looking into tattoos and I was, I don't think I was, I think I was, I don't know why, I don't think I wanted tattoos on my hands or feet, but like they were telling me, the tattoo artist was telling me like, don't get tattoos on your hands and feet because it will just bleed and just look messy. And like you get, and you continue to get so them touched better. up, but like, well, I don't want to like touch up a tattoo for the rest of my life. Um, no, but like yeah. I've heard the same thing because your feet are socks and shoes and sweaty and whatever. So it's going to fade quicker for your but feet. The skin is thinner. Oh, is that, is that true? I think so. I didn't I Google didn't it, but I think so. And yeah. then your hands, you're constantly washing that. Like it's your hands are just the most, especially if you get anything in like a crease or whatever, like just bad news. Yeah. Bears. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a good classic. Yeah. So I'm just thinking neck tattoo white, see what happens. Yeah. I've always wanted like a like flower tattooed on this part that's of my what arm. I was, that's what I was thinking, the right here. No, because you're oh, you're sure. going elbow, right? Like outside I was, of elbow. I was thinking like right here. Yeah, yeah. No, I was thinking like here. <laughs> or although it is a risk, back of the arm. Mm. I I don't like bicep, but I have great triceps. You do have great triceps, so it'd be really scary and unfortunate if you ruined it. Um, you. I'm sure you go to somebody great. <laughs> um, it's going to be, I mean, I don't have any money, so it's going to be years before that happens, yeah. but you, I like to dream for a couple of years. And then I want to be one of those like older, like bitch, like bitch ass. No, I want to be one of those older, really cool people with tattoos and just cool hair and stuff. This, my mom's becoming that person. That's awesome. Like she's dying it purple. She's doing all kinds yeah. of fun stuff and she's fucking power lifts. Yeah. <laughs> Badass. Talk to my mom. Um, let's get personal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you open gift wrap carefully or do you just like rip it open like a monster? So I, I mean, this is my question. So I want to know what you say. Okay. If it is really like a monster, I can already tell you open it carefully. <laughs> <laughs> There's two reasons I open it carefully. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Go <laughs> First one is I really like paper and I wish I wasn't packing because I'm, this is going to make you laugh. There was a Chipotle bag 10 years ago that had really cool art on it. And I saved the bag, cut out the art and I framed the art because it was really silly and weird. Shut up. Um, yeah. What? So even, even, even my food, I unwrap with careful. I was just like, I love this art. Um, so if, if I like the paper, there's a chance I might save the paper or reuse the paper because I care about Mother Earth. And then if it's wrapped really nice, they put care into it. So I want to put care back. But I wrap, like my dad wraps OCD wrapping. I mean, my dad is making sure when he folds the paper, it, like the print, it matches completely. Like my dad, puts, wow. my dad uses a ruler. It's insane. Like okay. my, my dad used to kind of make us wrap the gifts for other siblings. Like he would like Christmas when I was a teenager, he'd be like, you got to wrap gifts for Sam. This is Sam's paper. This is how you do it. And my dad would be like, what is this? And I would just be like folding things and crinkling and just taping it like a monster. And my dad would get so mad. And that's how I still wrap, by the way. And, and I'm wrapping with like old newspaper. Like I don't buy wrapping paper. I think it's a complete waste. But my dad cares. And there's people in my life that care. And if I see that they care, I wrap. I wrap. Yeah, but you just kind of throw it out. Like you're just gonna well, not me. Because do you nice where paper. do you keep your wrapping paper? That's like I actually keep it. I keep it in a locker a and I reuse it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're like I regret asking this question. I it's do. I do. Well, I don't upsetting. regret asking the question. I just cannot believe. Like, I, I just feel like stuff like that just piles on to me mentally. Like just to have old wrapping paper that I can't throw out. Like I just feel like mentally I would just lose my mind. But I'm oh, always I, very excited, by the way, when I'll be like, oh, it's Maria's birthday. Do I have any wrapping paper? And I was like, oh, I have this pretty paper I would have never bought myself. And then I wrap it and then I look like a gem of a human. Because I'm going to know that now. I'm going to be like, you couldn't, you couldn't go out and get normal I'm paper. I'm saving the earth. 
<laughs> someone else's thought into open. this paper made it into this gift. Yeah, I rip it. I go nuts. Like, I can't stand giving someone a gift and they just like, like carefully undo it. And they're just going down the line, like, don't want to rip it. Just rip it open. Let's see what the gift is already. Come on. That's the fun of a gift. Ah, ah, it's mine. <laughs> I love it. Thank you oh so much. Oh my God. Is there anything worse than like Christmas time or someone's birthday where they're just opening every gift with the most care? I just, just get at it. Go. Well, I'll say this. I think as an adult, you get more gift bags that just have a little bit of tissue paper then ah. <laughs> and I save the tissue paper yeah I'm sure which as somebody that's wrapping up all their delicate pictures and glassware I'm very happy I did that fair enough you did help me wrap my dvds and tissue paper you probably saved oh yeah <laughs> yeah I helped you wrap all this fragile stuff when you were here um yeah but I will say this watching little kids like my niece and nephews open their birthday gifts or Christmas gifts, it's my favorite joy. They're just like, Wah! what's really cute about them is I don't think they actually care what's inside. Like occasionally, but they love, op- all three of them love opening gifts to the point where like, if it's like somebody's given me a gift and I'm around them, I have them unwrap it because they unwrap it with such glee that they don't care that it could be like a bra or something they don't care about. They're just like, Aunt Lizzie, you got a gift. Oh my God, that's so crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> But you've made, you've really influenced me that maybe I need to put on more showmanship when opening gifts from loved ones. And I will work on that. I mean, being your dad's daughter, I get why you do what you do. But like, you know, if I give you a gift, fucking rip it open. Noted. I can do that. I can upgrade. <laughs> That's what I like about you. are so flexible. It's nice. Yeah. I know how to adapt when things are important to people, um, which goes right into our topic. How great is this? Look at that transition. Our topic oh. is love love languages. Yes. Okay. One side note, and then we'll go right into it. I've, I've been talking about love languages for probably like 10 years. I've never read the book. Have you read the book? There's a book. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I've never read the book, um, which, by the way, came out in 1992. And it was, it was um, the author is Gary Chapman. And he was a pastor and a talk show host. I wish I did more research on that. What talk show? I've never heard of you, Gary. Um, but I knew it definitely had to come out in the 90s. But I've talked about it, used whatever for like over 10 years. And I remember talking to my therapist. This was like a couple of years ago. And I was like, well, my love language is words of affirmation. And she's like, I, she's like, I, I, I have to just say this to you. I've, I've never read the book. I don't like every client I know talks about love languages. I have never, I just know about it through my clients. And I was yeah. like, really? So it's not like, and now knowing the guy was like a pastor and a talk show host, it's, it's not real science. Although I do think he was onto something. Yeah. Well, I don't, I didn't ever think it was real science. Um, just fun. Yeah. It's fun to note, you know? It's fun to know. And I think it really does have value. So I'll, I'll go through just what they are and then we can talk about what ours are and then we can break them down. Okay. Okay. So she's so excited about this topic, <laughs> whatever. We picked it together. Let's rip it open. Yeah. <laughs> rip, rip open this topic. That's what I was okay. going for. Yeah. Okay. So the five love languages are acts of service, gift giving, physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation. And it should be noted, and this took me a while to learn, there's the ones that you want and there's the ones that you do for others and they're not the same. They could be the same, but they're not the same. So I'm going to give you what I want from people in that order and then I'm going to give you what I do for people, same for you, and then we'll kind of break them down. Okay. I love how this is my – and I'm carefully wrapping this topic. (laughs) Okay. So what I want from people, I would say number one is quality time. I'm, I, I, I want to be around the people I want to be around and people making time for me is like the ultimate compliment. Um, words of affirmation, I would almost say is on par with quality time. I love handwritten cards. I love when people say Actually, nice can I stop you right there? Why don't sure. we go through all of the love languages first and then say okay. what we are? I Valid point. Okay. So um, uh, what was first? Acts of service. Oh, so that was um, acts of service is 
it's basically like things you're doing for people. So it's it's more of like a show, don't tell. Show me you love me. Don't tell me you love me. So acts of service is like, say you fill up their car with gas when they didn't ask you. It's just stuff that you're doing to go above and beyond, not something they're asking you to do. So yeah, like, like when you show up, when you show up to pick somebody up and you bring them coffee. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Cooking them a meal, making them breakfast, paying a bill before they have a chance to do it. Who does that? Um, uh, you somebody, know, somebody I'm deeply in love with. I'll tell you that washing much. and folding clothes, which it sounds stupid, but like, I do that for Johnny a lot. Like I just, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll just, I'll just do that. Just like, he hates hanging clothes and I'm like, I'll just do it. I don't mind it. You know, for my ex, like he would be out of town and I would, I would do his dishes like just because it's so nice to come to home to like I would do his dishes and I would make sure like the apartment was clean because that's what I would want if I had been I don't do it for myself yes. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I'll but, like, always the make bed- the bed so he can come back to a yeah. clean yeah it's the best or like I remember what he did for his best friend which is his he had a friend die and he had to go to the funeral and when he came back he stocked his fridge which yeah. is just, I think, the nicest thing, which is, like, you're sad. You've been gone for a week. The last thing you want to do is fucking go to Trader Joe's or whatever. Absolutely. So I thought that was really sweet. But that those are, like, really that's, good. Yeah, so that's an example of acts of service. What was the next one? Um, next one is gift giving, which gift giving, um, it's just basically people feel loved when you give visual, like it's visual symbols of love. And it's not really about monetary value. It's not like I'm going to give you this diamond ring and that's how I know you love me. It's more like just a symbolic thought that you're thinking of them. So I think for me, if you just give me a gift, which like, if you just give this like, and there's no thought behind it, it actually has zero meaning to me. But if you know, I like weird art, and you were on vacation and you saw this weird robot magnet and it just made you think of me. It doesn't matter that it costs $3. The fact that you thought of me, you know, my taste in weird art. And like, that's where, like, I think it's about understanding what value the gift has on somebody and gift giving can also just be a cup of coffee, by the way, just, and knowing how they like their coffee. Like, it's about understanding what's important to them and then thinking of them. And so then now this cup of coffee is basically this person thought of me. Yeah. That's also acts of service, the cup of coffee, isn't it? No, I understand that. But like, I think anytime you give somebody something, whether it's, you know, you gave them a fountain pen because they once talked about how much they love this fountain pen when they were in middle school. Like, yeah, it's, it's about understanding that the gift giving isn't about you specifically. It's about their needs and what they want. And it's about choosing an object that has emotional significance. And it, again, it doesn't have to be a lot of money, but like, I think about, I love giving gifts. Like it's, I, and it's not even because I love getting gifts back. I love like my little sister, like Emmy's so easy to shop for and I'll see something and I'm like, I'm like, I have to like, so I, I don't always give it to her right away. I usually have to wait for like Christmas or something. Cause otherwise I'd go broke because everything I see is M, but it's like, I love telling her the story behind it. She gets really excited. It's a unique gift. It's something that she loves. And like, then when I see her wear the earrings that I bought her, I'm like, she loves them. It's like this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a gift giver. I, I, um, if I see something, I think, you'd like friends I would buy it but I don't I don't um I don't find as much value in that like I would rather like buy you a trip like spend quality time or I would rather like um do like acts of service or something but like not like gift giving to me I I just like little trinkets I find gifts to be it just doesn't hold a lot of weight for me no and I've actually noticed the same thing with myself I thought it did because I'm a gift giver but I've actually noticed as I've gotten older Like, so my friend, Danny, we've been long distance friends since we were 12 years old and we'd always send each other packages and trinkets and stuff like that. And about four or five years ago, I was like, Hey, we both don't have a lot of money. Why don't we just save up for like a girl's trip every year? And so now we still send each other silly things, but it's not as consistent. Now it's like, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, in Austin for a week. Do you want to come? And like, and then, and now it's like, that's what we do. So like me visiting her at certain times or her coming on the road with me, or like, now it's like the money goes towards spending time together. Cause the truth of the matter is we've been friends for over 20 years. I want to see her. 
Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. Like Johnny just had a birthday and I think like everything I wanted to get him was like, like I wanted to get him a, a trip somewhere. And because I, I think quality time is the best, like, I didn't really say quality time at the time, but I was like just spending time with him in a different place. Like to me, that yeah. was like more interesting than Memories. getting him a pair of socks or yeah. You know, like I just didn't, I had a hard time because I didn't have anything physical I wanted to give him. And so I was just like, what's he going to open on his birthday? And then, uh, you know, I had to like, kind of, and then you're like my heart. I still got it. Yeah. (laughs) Just like Um, my actual beating heart in a box. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Next one is physical touch. Yeah. That's you. Oh, is it? I had words of affirmation, quality time and acts of service. Oh, I thought mine was gifts and quality time. I messed up. Well, Um, well, we can imagine what physical touch is. Yeah, I think kisses. What, yeah. like um, hugging, cum- cuddling, comfort, sex. Yeah, I think honestly, any kind of like I noticed, especially with my ex, like just anytime he passed me, he would just kind of like, like, you know what I mean? Like play with my hair or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or like if he went to go reach something, he would just be kind of silly. And like, and it was just a way to be like, I see you, you know, we don't yeah. need to talk about it. I just like that kind of like, I'm glad I'm around you. Yes. Yeah. Just like that, like, just like Johnny will like kiss me on the back of the neck as he goes to the kitchen or something. And I'm like, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah. Or just finding any way <laughs> to kind of touch, like you're watching a movie and you're like snuggling next to each other or like, yes, you're yeah. like, you're standing about to cross the street and they go for your hand. Like those kind of like, just like, Hey, I'm here with you. Cause like, I think, I think we're both talkers you know, we have ideas, we have thoughts and stuff like that. But I think in general, especially in like a long-term partnership, you know, you don't have every, you've talked, you're texting all day. You don't have anything to say. And just knowing that that person wants to be around you and like, clearly they're physically around you, but I do think physical touch is like not talked about as much, but is like so important to people. Yeah. Have you ever like, I, I once like kept hanging out with an ex and like it was brutal because we would just be sitting next to each other, not touching. And I'm like, why are we? Uh, why are we doing this? <laughs> this is well. Just- I I've I've had to learn to be better at touch. I just wasn't raised with any kind. Like I wasn't really hugged as a kid. It wasn't. It was a very uncomfortable thing. So even hugging my friends, I had to learn. But I don't think I realized how important it was to me because I didn't grow up with it. And then also I don't really get it with friendship because I'm not really a touchy, I'm getting better at being a more touchy feely person with my friends, hugging, you know, poking, I don't know, whatever it is you do with friends, but don't poke me. because it, I don't know. <laughs> poking. But I think that's also what you I, like, I, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Friendship. This is friendship. But what's really interesting is as a pet owner, I like that my cat's cuddly. I love that as soon as I sit down, pasta's in my lap. I love that she sleeps glued to my thigh. And if I move, she moves with me. So clearly I like physical touch and I've brought an animal into my life to have that. But I don't think I registered that until I got older, that I like having someone be close to me. And it doesn't have to be a human. Yeah, I actually prefer it not to be a human. Um, Okay, quality time. Was that mine or yours? Well, I think we both did it. Um, yeah. But go for it. I think it's both our favorite. Yeah. Um, I took the quiz and it is the top one. Yeah. I think it's my top one too. I, I, first of all, one, I'm always down like to hang out. I'm a little bit like a puppy dog, but also like, I kind of want that back where you're like, do you want to come? Yeah. You're the best. Like, yeah. so, um, <laughs> So basically it's saying that people feel most loved and connected when somebody spends time with them and is kind of always down to hang. Um, and it's not just like being physically around because how many relationships have we had where the person's around, but it's not really connection. So keep in mind, that's like actively listening, eye contact, full presence. Um, so somebody can physically be around. And that's usually where arguments come from, where they're just like, I'm here. You wanted me here. I'm here. And you're like, yes, but you you're not, you're not here. You're not really yeah. here. Well, so just even just like, if you're talking to me and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. I'm just on my phone. Like yeah. that's not showing quality time. That's yeah. just being undivided attention phones down, you know, no, no outside interference, you know, some say like the, the things like no TV on, but I do think there can be quality time with TV on, especially cause we're talkers would be like, what the fuck's happening? But yeah. it's just, 
somebody really wants to be there. It's an active connection as opposed to you just live with somebody and they're just there. Yeah. And then last one is words of affirmation. So words of affirmation, which I thought this would be huge on my list. Um, but it's uh, words that confirm, like confirm, support, uplift, empathize, just positive re- reinforcement. Um, it's because like people who want words of affirmation believe words really matter. So this is more of a tell don't show situation. Uh, people like, and I think comedians may be people who value words like writers, comedians, I don't know, but just like hearing, I love you. Like you're special. I'm proud of you. and grateful. Like all the examples are always generic stuff, but just like telling someone how you feel about them, telling them they look good. Um, you know, just giving them compliments words that make you feel good and and like appreciation is at the heart of it and it recognizes quality over quantity like i appreciate this about you it's not just um like here's a here's a flower it's like wow you you are so good at reading people (laughs) i don't know like that's just better um and it's got to be authentic like you know people who like words of affirmation like they'll recognize platitudes um i agree and like, so they, but they want to hear, I love you a lot. And I think that that was, I don't want to like call you out on your own stuff, not call you out, but like, that was a big one for you was hearing. I love for, you. It's huge for me. I, I love, I love the written word. I love a card. Like if somebody, so this is my mom will send me a card and it, it's the, what the card is. And it says, love mom. That's it. And she'll date it. And I'm like, <laughs> mom, mom. And then sometimes I'll get a card and it'll be like, I'm excited to see you. And I'm like, whoa, crazy. My mom wrote the card. (laughs) Um, As opposed to my dad used to write long handwritten letters. Like, and it was really, when I was a kid, like he would write, I mean, it was always judgy, but it was, it was, there's time spent. (laughs) I like, (laughs) very judgy. Um, I love you. These are the things you're doing wrong. It's called the compliment sandwich. My dad. Wow. Yeah. I love you. You're great. Here's all the things that suck about you. I still love you. Cool, dad. Um, but in general, I love cards. I love words of affirmation. I, you know, I don't take an I love you lightly. And I don't believe just because we say I love you every day that it means anything less. My ex was just like, if I keep saying it, it won't mean anything. Maybe for you. Jesus. Yeah. Means something for me. Like. I'm not fucking saying I love you. That's why like going to England is kind of so funny where they're like, hey, love. And you're just like, hey, don't play games with my heart, man. Like, <laughs> I'm getting a coffee and we're already at the I love you's. This is crazy. <laughs> like I, I even so in like I know my friends make fun of me, but Muffin is a pet name for only my friends. Mm. And I don't I don't call strangers Muffin. Like I you know what I mean? Like you've earned a muffin like you've, you've yeah. earned that. I, I words are really important to me. And I yes. choose my words very uh, specifically. And I am, and that's why I'm not, so, I'm not a, when we're in a fight, whether it's a friendship or I'm not somebody that it's like, fuck you. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I need a second. And I, I, it's very rare that I've, I can think of two or three times in a relationship that I've gutturally been like, you fucking sucked it up. But I have never like thrown anybody under the bus or said fucked up things because if somebody did that to me, it's over. You can't take that back. So I'm Mm. very aware that I don't want to do it to other people, even if I'm angry, because it's a game changer. You say something fucked up or you make somebody feel bad. It's I'm not going to forget that. Yeah. 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 So those are the five. So like, go ahead. I want to know your like what you want and in in what order. Well, I guess so I'm 37% quality time. So I mostly want quality time. Um, and this is from taking the quiz on five love languages.com or something. Uh, 30% physical touch and 20% words of affirmation, which I would have thought if you just asked me, those would be flipped around. But it's also the way they word things like, would you rather him yeah. hug you and comfort you? Or would you rather him be like, uh, you're awesome? <laughs> and you're just like, oh, yeah. no, a hug sounds better. But, um, and then acts of service is 10% and then gifts is 3%. Like I love gifts. I love getting gifts, but I don't feel that same. Like I would much rather like have quality time with you, Liz, like go on a trip than, than get like a poster, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, but, but yeah. And so, but as far as the way I show love, I do think I'm, I I think I do it through acts of service by like helping out. So you don't have to worry about something. And, um, 
quality time maybe but like i don't know i really don't know how i show up <laughs> i don't i would I don't say I, no shut up i <laughs> um you acts of service you do like giving gifts and i think you like um taking care of people. So I think it's kind of a gift giving access service combo in some ways. I think you, you love, you have a little mama bear in you where you're, you don't want people to worry. So I think that's like, like it's a practical gift or it's a practical act of service because I think, and I'm very similar where you're just like, oh, no, no, I got you. And you're like, you're like, oh, okay. But I think you, you like to um, provide either comfort or joy to people. And I think that's kind of a combo. Um, I would actually say your, your quality time is probably like you, you love to show up for people. And I think you do yeah. show up for people. Yeah. And I think what, do, what do we do when we're in the same city? We sync calendars so we can spend the absolute most amount of time together. <laughs> oh my God. And I mean, it's like, you're like, okay, I'll sleep next to you. Will you get up early? So we have two hours together. Yeah. I'll get up early. So we can have two <laughs> hours together. Like, absolutely. I mean, that's why I've always said you're like this kind of perfect partnership because we're both busy. We're both organized. We have very opposite when our, peak emotional hours are but <laughs> I got up early almost every day because you're jet lagged and you're a morning person so I mean there's some quality time I wasn't the best partner slash quality person to be around but I was physically there <laughs> yeah but yeah I did like make like the ice cream tea that I make and like you know yeah, yeah so I guess I do like the acts of service um what about you okay so I would say quality time with like words of affirmation. I didn't this take is what you like from a partner to you. Yeah, this is what I want from a partner. So quality time is like number one. And then like right under it is words of affirmation. If you're yeah. sitting next to me saying compliments, let's do this. Like I am <laughs> ready. Um, then I'd say physical touch. And I think it took me years to realize how important that was to me. And I just ignored, I felt like because I didn't get it that I didn't need it, but I clearly do. And it makes me feel safe in a relationship. Um, and then I'd say gift giving and then I'd say acts of service, which is weird because acts of service is my number one way of showing that I care about somebody. I love giving emails. I love connecting people. I love paying for dinner. I love, um, showing up somewhere and supporting what you're doing. I love, you know, I just, I'm, I like being a helper bee. I think that's where like older sister mama bear mm. vibes come in. Um, that's how my dad honestly shows up. Um, um. I would say even my mom, like clearly my family shows love by like fixing problems and making your life easier. My dad is a hundred percent. I wake up and there's gas in my gas tank, like yes. to the point where sometimes I've woken up and my car is gone and I'm like, dad, what are we doing? <laughs> like I, I had yeah. to leave at eight and you knew that. Um, so I'd say acts of service is my number one way of showing I love, I love giving gifts. I would say that's a close second, but it has to be thoughtful. I'm not just somebody that's like, I was in, you know, Oklahoma and here's a like I fucking love Oklahoma t-shirt like I I want right. it to be something. like here's some chocolate from the store like you know. yes if I bought you chocolate from a store I'm like this is the best chocolate I've ever had in my life and it's yeah. gonna blow your goddamn mind and it's never about the price of something it's truly like okay I you talked about this three years ago and I found it and here you go like it's like I love a good thoughtful gift I love giving thoughtful gifts I love pe watching people open it and their minds are like blown like I just like <laughs> remembered you remembered. Um, and then I'm not as good as giving words of affirmation. I think I have a lot of fear in saying stuff, but with my friends, I'm fine. But I think with partners, I'm, I'm much more scared to give words of affirmation. And then weirdly enough, like while quality time is important to me, I I'm never around like quality time has been really hard for me to dish out. I do make an effort and I want it. But I find myself with friends and partners having when we do the that's why I think the um, calendar swapping and the showing is so important to me because I, I just have such an erratic schedule that if I'm not with a partner that knows how to deal I with that. I think that's crazy that you think that about yourself. Like quality time is you give so much quality time. You're like the busiest person I know. And if I have an issue, like you've found time, you drop things, you call me, you make sure I'm okay. And it's not like, hey, is everything okay? Oh, shit, I'm really sorry. Oh, uh, well, like, yeah, but look, let's talk later. Like, you give me time. And like, you always make time. Whenever we're in the same city, we make the time. Um, I, I guess maybe I think of quality time as only physical, but you are right. Like, I make sure I call people back. I always text people back. I always try to show up, at least emotionally. No, you're always, and that was one of the things I'd written down about quality time. It isn't just about like, actually like physically being present. It's like, 
your presence being there, um, even if you're in different cities. That's true. You always make time for your loved ones, even if not physically with the other. And as I was writing that, I was like, Liz is this. Yeah, that's a valuable point. I didn't think of it that way. So I guess quality time is higher up. And then I would say my last is physical touch. Like I'm, I've really struggled. Like I'm getting better at it. But even in a relationship, I'm like, you like hugs? You don't? That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I respect your boundaries. Yeah, I just take a lot longer to like warm up and show. Oh, I'm all over I'm all over, just like, <laughs> Johnny's okay. like I'm crying me off now. of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like one of those pencil clips. Yeah. <laughs> just like shaking it and you're like, this is pretty resilient. It just stays on. <laughs> I know. Like, I guess I, I'll stay on this, this rodeo. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like on the back of the bull and you're like, we're yeah. dating. That's, I, I love the idea that you're on a, like a, a bull and like in this and um, those kind of rodeos and you have to tell yourself that that's your partner and that's how you stay on. You're like, we're going out to eat later. <laughs> Um, you'll get used to me (laughs) yeah yeah but it is so interesting I do think you and your partner I don't think you have to have similar um ways of showing affection but you have to be able to know what they are because the thing is is if if the way I show love is acts of service and you don't care about acts of service, you cannot disregard that. You're this like person waiting is- for a ring and they took out the trash. Like, I love you. Yeah. You took out the trash. <laughs> Where's my ring? But the truth of the matter is if they take out the trash, if they pay, you know, the phone bill, if they pick you up from work every day, if they buy you a cookie every time you come home from work and you're saying, but I didn't get the ring, you're not acknowledging that they're doing a ring's worth of love for you. So I think the biggest thing that this book and this love languages is trying to say is just don't disregard how, like you might want them to say, I love you. And they can make more of an effort to do that. And you're allowed to ask for your needs, but don't disregard that every time they take out the trash, they're saying, I love you. Mm. And I think that's a lesson I've had to learn, but I think that's the beautiful thing about different people you date, different partners, your fam, like your siblings, your, your, your parents, you know, what have you like, I've had to learn my parents' love languages. I've had to learn my siblings' love languages. I've had to learn my friends' love languages because the truth of the matter, if I'm waiting for my mom's words of affirmation, I'm going to die never knowing how my mom actually feels. When at the end of the day, my mom loves sending little packages. My mom will always make time for me when I come home. So I have to know her love language so that I'm not always judging my mom on a list of qualities that she can never show up for. Right. Well, send us what you find uh, your love language is or how it's been a conflict in a relationship and you're like, oh, now I feel better about it. Or just unique love languages. Can Because like, oh, we yeah. give that, um, what was it? The gift giving that was vegetables. Who's your friend that their partner gave like the weirdest gifts? Oh, Anne Marina. Yeah. And Marina, like our favorite thing is finding out what our husband's gift was this year. Cause they're always super weird and like, don't make, but they're exciting because they're just not a quintessential typical gift giving, but any kind of, um, interesting ways of showing, uh, love languages would also, um, be interesting to read. So you can write to us. Where can they write to us, Maria? At two non doctors at gmail.com. That's two non Forward doctors at <laughs> gmail.com. And uh, uh, we'll so see you next week. Guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ah, ah, it's mine. <laughs>